conversation continues here on the block. Austin Norman, Eric Strickland with you as always. If you have thoughts on the show, 402-464-5685, the number two, the Honda of Lincoln hotline or the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, thanks to a couple people for chiming in on the NFL uh, discussion. Keep those thoughts coming. And Cliff, hello to you down there in Florida. Thanks as always for tuning into the stream. You can watch as well, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Strick, we turn our eyes from the NFL to the NBA for this next discussion. The Houston Rockets, what a mess of an organization. Mm. It's crazy to see just how far that team has fallen after, you know, making the Western Conference Finals twice, you know, in the last decade. Now they're, you know, in the running for the worst team in the league. They're fully into the Wembenyama Street sweepstakes. And it's one thing to lose. You know, sometimes you just don't have the talent. Sometimes you got to rebuild. But the way Houston is losing, yeah. it's not even close some nights. Yeah, it, it really isn't, man. And, and what's crazy about it is this team, of course, they are inexperienced. They have some inexperience there, meaning they're just young. They're, they're, they, they've, they've taken a lot of young guys that are, you know, some fresh out of high school, some went to Ignite, mm-hmm. you know, got some of that experience there. Uh, they have several players that are 21 years and younger. Um you know, this this kind of in some essence hurts the chemistry that's on the court that they have because guys are all trying to make their staple, their make their name um, in the NBA. And so they play in a similar style. Um, they're they're very AAU ish, mm. you know, in an NBA setting. And so I think um, we'll dig into that debate because that's something I would love to hear from you on the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, is, is the Houston Rockets, are they, uh, are they a, an AAU kind of uh, blueprint, you know, based on just how bad AAU in some instances can be? Because a lot of these AAU teams are a bunch of highly talented individuals thrown together collectively and a good majority of these young men are trying to create mixtapes on their own. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what it looks like. It looks like a bunch of players, young, uh, that are playing for mixtape, you know, uh, just for the grandstand. I, I remember, and, and there's some people make a reference to the Jimmy Jackson, Jason Kidd, Jamal Mashburn, um, you know, team, which is the original big three. Um, I remember just when I got – when I when I made the team, it was just so sad, Austin, when I would get after games, I would get in the elevator and I'd hear these guys just talking about, you know, where are we going or what's mm-hmm. going on tonight? And I'm like, bro, we just got beat by 20. Are you guys like for real? It's like there was no sense of urgency about winning and and that's what probably hurt that team everybody was I I think Jason was very team oriented you know but a lot of the guys were just so individually minded and 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 it hurts in such a major way the Rockets let's go back to this here's some of the issues that they have the Rockets have a, a lack of a legitimate rim protector they have both multiple wings that can do things offensively mm-hmm. um but they are the worst defensive season. <laughs> they're they're on track to have the worst defensive season in franchise history right now. Um, the 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 second worst Rockets history team was 116, giving up 116.7 points a game. Um, right now they're on pace 
to beat that. They're sitting at 118.3 points per game uh, in which they set that mark last year. Um, you know, a, a bad mark that they set for last year was at 114.9. So uh, their defensive rating is terrible. And um, you don't just see it just in the numbers. You see it with your eyes. Just there's just lackluster effort. And and that's what's affecting this franchise right now. Now, who can change that? How can they change that? Do they need to move guys? Are they going to max some of these guys out? Why? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what would happen if a Wimbanyama does come in and these guys have that type of mentality that they have? Would it make it better? I don't think so. You know, yes, you would have that legitimate rim protector that you would have. You would have a unicorn mm-hmm. type of player. But, Austin, I, I just don't see where they go from here. This AAU style of play, individual style of play, uh, is is totally messing up, I think, not just the Houston Rockets, but franchise as a whole. Right. The uh, Part of the issue, too, might be that, you know, Steven Silas and Raphael Stone are really young in terms of experience in what they did. You have Daryl Morey and you have Mike D'Antoni. Those are two guys that have been around the block, that have done that before. Steven Silas might be a good coach. Doesn't seem like he's the right coach for this group right now. Yeah. I think you need a little you know, stricter veteran type of presence that can get some of those guys to buy in on defense. Raphael Stone, again, similar sort of thing. Probably can grow into a good GM, but not Daryl Morey level in putting that together. And sure, argue with Morey's methods. It probably wasn't great for the game of basketball the way that the he and Tony empowered yeah. Harden, but... They won, got to do Western Conference semis, made the playoffs basically every year. So I think that combination isn't helping the team. But you look up and down that roster. Kenyon Martin Jr., not playing defense. Tari Eason could, but he's a rookie, has to grow into it. Jabari Smith, not the most athletic guy. Might be able to develop into a positional stopper, but not you know a switch-it-all, uh, do-everything yeah. defensive type of guy. Uh, Shengun, <laughs> no. Not a defender in the slightest. Jalen Green, no. Absolutely not. You gave you gave up Clint Capella, who was actually mm-hmm. that type of that guy dude. for you mm-hmm. in the in, in the interior, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Usman Garuba, they drafted, could grow into that, but still really young. Josh Christopher, Kevin Porter Jr., Jay Sean Tate, maybe a little bit. Not many of those guys, if any, have shown any commitment to playing defense. And is anyone holding them accountable for it? I don't yeah. know. Here's the other, the flip side of that, though. Okay, you don't want to play defense. Go be good on offense. They're not that good on offense. <laughs> For a bunch of offensive-minded yeah. players that just want to go get their own bucket strick, they have the 30th ranked offense in the league. 30th! For but a team not, of offensive-minded guys! Not in their mind, Austin. That's the problem. Yeah, That's In the their problem. mind, they think they're the greatest offensive, creative guys on mm-hmm. the earth. And it's all it's it's very showboat mentality, and and so so people you hear people like Gilbert Arenas talking about more skilled, and I'm like, more skilled, yeah. You you if it takes you 15 dribbles to get to a spot, you what does that make you? That just makes you a dribbling machine. That makes you Harlem Globetrotterish. That don't make you skilled. I think, you know, what I loved about the efficiency of, of our time, one, guys got after you defensively. Two, you had guys that can get to a spot or a place on the court with less dribbles. 
I mean, I didn't, you didn't need five. more passing, fewer dribbles. Yeah, you didn't need you didn't need all them dribbles to get to a spot. If I wanted to get to my spot, I'm I'm one with a counter. I'm an in and out with a go. I'm a hesitation with a bayou with a cross. I'm two moves to get to wherever I want to. I don't need five different moves with five different picks. I mean, that's that's what it's looking like these days. And so these guys. These guys just do a lot more, but doesn't mean that they're doing it better. That's the way I feel about it. I'm with you there, Strick. Uh, on the text line, someone says, haven't seen the Rockets much this year, but I did watch them last year. They had some, quote, character concern and, quote, type of guys. Makes me wonder if their management thinks they need to take some chances on guys because they're in a small market. Houston's not small. Yeah, Houston's not a small market. Houston <laughs> doesn't have a state income tax. You know, yeah. that, that income, you see a lot more of that than you do in California or in New York. To me, when you're Houston's at the top... This is the, what, fourth largest... I think it's the fourth or third largest city in the country. Maybe yes. fourth. Houston's huge. It is yeah, a, a top... Huge it, market. At least a top seven market, if not a, a top yeah. five or even, you know, top... Yeah, probably top five, yeah. to be safe, market. Not small. They've been bad, and here's the thing. You get to take some of those swings on guys up at the top of the draft... They haven't panned out at all. Not a single one of them in any way. And to me, that's the bigger problem is that you have these high picks. You're not doing anything with them. Yeah. They, what, what, what's weird about it too, Austin, is that when you look at them, you're, 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 you're looking at, um, there's no leadership. They don't right. have anybody in that locker room that can challenge. And that's why sometimes, um, like, like I noticed there's been a shift. Like for example, we used to have, um, a hierarchy, mm-hmm. right? You came in, you got a certain locker somewhere. These guys now come in and they get the car blanche of wherever they want to go, right? They can take a veteran's number. Whereas I came in, it was George McLeod. I was a 21. George McLeod was 21. I had to switch to 20, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have to put bags. These a lot of these kids are, are coddled. Me and Samaki Walker spent many a cold night outside waiting for the bags to come off and making sure those bags got on and off the freaking bus. I mean, it, it, it's not a hazing thing, but it's something that pay your dues. Thing. Yeah, it's a pay your dues thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been nights where you know the vets looked out for me, but I had to you know buy a vet dinner, you know, and stuff like that. It's 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 a little bit different now, and I, I don't know, you know, I I think guys come in with such high and mighty expectations they become these prima donnas in in their minds and and uh it, it becomes crazy i still can't believe what luca said i mean luca said yeah you know what do you feel about the all-star game the all-star game was used to be a you know a, a prime time event you know you used to want to get there and be there you know and get around the the the, the fraternity and 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 get around the brothers and and he's like shoot how fast can i get on the next plane smoking like you 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 kind of have those feelings sometimes but listen you're you're coming down the stretch i can see houston getting worse and getting better because mm-hmm. they're looking to where's the next vacation spot as opposed to how can we get better to finish up this season mm-hmm. and and so that's what's scary about what's going on right now right you you look up and down that that roster the most veteran players on the Houston roster, Strick, are Frank Kaminsky and Boban Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. They both spent seven years in the league, and neither one of those guys is one that you look to and say, yep, he's a veteran leader. Yep, he's a superstar. They'll get those guys pointed in the right direction. They're role guys. 
Yeah. They're niche specialty guys. I, I, I kind of want to compare Houston's situation and contrast it with a little bit of what Portland went through. Portland at least got Dame, right? They drafted him pretty high. He's developed. And no, they haven't been great. They made the playoffs you know, on, on Dame's back with C.J. McCollum there for a bit, little bit. But even now when you know they're struggling, they won, what, 27 games last year, I think, and they're 29 and 31 right now. But as they're struggling, as they have some of these young guys or even you know, younger guys that they've traded for, they have a franchise cornerstone in Dame Lillard mm-hmm. who said he's going to be in Portland, who acts like he's going to be in Portland, who is about Portland. That's Dame. He's special. I don't see anyone on Houston's roster that I trust to turn into that kind of figure for that organization, and that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, I would have to agree, and and that's what's the scary thing about whether or not you're going to pay these individuals mm-hmm. <laughs> for what. Um, it reminds me of Eddie Curry-type situations where it was like Eddie Curry uh, would would get a contract and get heavy and get sluggish. Uh, Tim Thomas uh, was mm-hmm. one similar to that who I played with. Um, great, great, solid players could have really been great, but just was playing for the next contract. It was like when contract season showed up, he was in great shape, running up and down, getting buckets, and then all of a sudden get that get that paperwork and 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 you don't show up now. So this is the discussion that's going to happen in this collective bargaining agreement. We've got to be careful. Is there going to be a lockout? I would venture to say that if I was an owner, you might want to consider that. It, it would depend. Lockout would be something in which they would have to negotiate. You, you know, and, and Charles Barkley said it. I mean, these guys are, are load managing and, you know, young men. Michael Jordan said at one point, you know, are you going to play? Yeah, I'm going to play in these games because there's somebody that's probably never seen Michael Jordan play, is what Charles mm-hmm. said. And, and so you you you've got a bunch of guys now that just they don't they don't care. I mean, it's, I'm talking about a slight ankle injury. I remember playing on a second degree high ankle sprain and wasn't really, but I didn't want to leave my teammates behind, right? I still wanted to feel in whatever way I could give an effort. I didn't want to leave them out. So yeah, man, I just don't know if that exists now. I could be wrong, and hopefully it will change, but we'll see. I, I, you hope there are some guys like that across the league because plain and simple, they need it, but. For all the skill that's entered the league, for all the the points and the flash that we see, you need some more of that internal drive, you know, and not the the selfish motivation, but internal drive. And there's a big difference, as we've seen. You know, ratings have gone down, even though points have gone up. That's not what the NBA was going for. That's not what they were going for. When they relaxed the the rules for offenses, right? They made it tougher on defenses. Something's not clicking. And at some point, if you're the NBA, you have to step in because you've given the players this much freedom. You've allowed them to have this much freedom. And in some ways, that's a good thing, but you can also see the downsides of too much of that. So the players had their moment to do with their freedom what they wanted. At some point, though, the league has to step in and say, hey, think outside yourself. Think about the good of the game. We can still get you yours because that's what you're here for. And we're building our product. I mean, you are the product. We're building our brand on your backs, and we appreciate that. We need to make sure you're taken care of. But if we're taking care of you, you've got to take care of us, the guys that took care of you before you, and realize that's going to be you. Take care of the ones that come next to. There doesn't seem like there's a lot of that in the league right now. Yeah, I would have to agree with you, Austin. And so um, we're going to monitor it. But um, 
there is probably a top topic that we may get into a discussion when said comes back next week. Um, you know, and that's that's dealing with um, seven ways that the NBA has changed since the Michael Jordan Bulls. I would love to dig into that and and mm-hmm. and and figure out those ways. And is that what we're seeing? Uh, because uh, another topic of discussion that I, I think I'd love us to get into is, you know, when you look at it, um, I think we'll dig into this topic too, Austin, is looking at what Clay Thompson mm-hmm. broke a record <laughs> against what team? Houston. Rockets. Dame Lillard, the oldest player mm-hmm. to ever do it, gets get over 70, did it against what team? Houston. <laughs> so I think that might I, I might be some research to dig into a Sauter Heyman text line if you know any more. I mean, what has Houston basically given up? I mean, it feels like uh, let me be quiet. I, I was about to say something that might have gotten dumped, but um, <laughs> it, it feels like I'm on uh, in L.A. on Figueroa or in Vegas on the mm. Strip. Uh, and if you know, you know. Um, 402-464-5685. Unfortunately, we got to get out of here. We have shootout shoot with Strick. Uh, Stricky is on a roll. I'm feeling like the Huskers right now. I need to keep it going. Come on in. Tap in. Uh, hit us up on the Honda Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685. We've got shootout Strick Nets, 93.7 The Ticket. We are on the block.